Saints when it's Super Bowl. This just feels right. You got to have the old NFL films playing. NFL Films was got me and falling in love with the sport of football. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. That's like a story for another day type of thing. Oh, yeah. for sure. Hello, everybody. Terry Bennett, intern Noe. Outdrank the coverage, the Super Bowl edition, where we'll be talking, well, of course, the Super Bowl. Um, if you're watching this one, this is the first of at least two we're recording tonight, possibly three. We'll have to see because there's a little story why we might not be doing full three, and that's because you and I – uh, by the way, this is Outdrink the Coverage here on the L4 Media, S2S Sport, um, OutdrinkTheCoverage.com, brought to you by Frisco Bar and Grill. But you and I, a few years ago, I'd say a few, about 10 years ago now, literally like 10 years ago, found a drink called Stro. And it's Eastern European rum. Like, as soon as you drink it, you want to build a wall and become a communist. It's that strong. It's what, was it like 180 proof or something crazy, yeah. something crazy. So that that kind of became our thing. 160 proof. 160. Proof. I think you can get it in 90 and 160, something like that. Um, but uh, or 80 and 160. And so that became our like we drink right before we start watching football and then have a drink halfway through and all that. And there for a while, that's literally all I would need to drink. It was perfect. So this year, while shopping with my girlfriend as we were about to go somewhere and getting liquor, I found a thing called diesel fuel, 190 proof. And that thing set all year long and your dumb ass had to go, Hey, you know what? I remember I have this. Let me bring it over tonight. And so you and I and my girlfriend, we did shots of diesel fuel. Now to be fair, it tastes better than Stro. I think it's actually palatable. It wasn't, I mean, it's, it's got an ugly kick, but it's not like Stro has a kick that makes you regret having kids. Yeah. It was Stro the first shot. It's, Kind of like, well, I mean, it, it's it's like, um, it, it's sweet. I'm 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 trying to think what it tastes like, but it's like uh, sweet hairy ass. <laughs> but you're right; it has a sweet kick at the front. That but that, for, for one second, but it's not good because yeah. it fools you. Yeah, diesel fuel at least it's just it's clear. You could probably clean a carburetor with it. Yeah. Uh, but the point is, is we did not one, but we did a shot and a half afterwards. And I'll be honest with you, I am toasty. Yeah. Now, in saying that, after we talked about we drank diesel fuel, intern Noe, how are you and what are you drinking? I'm doing well. Uh, uh, well, shots? What? <laughs> I am drinking wine today. Yes. I posted it on our Facebook page. It's a bourbon barrel aged Cabernet Sauvignon. Uh, and like I told you before we did the show, everybody, to me, everybody has a particular wine they like. And we'll find one for you at some point. You say that. I like whiskey. So wine aged in bourbon barrels is my jam. Yes. And it has that slight sweet taste of whiskey that I like. And it, it has which gives an extra percent or two of um, alcohol. But I mean, it's, it's sweet, smooth. Uh, 1924. Yeah. Uh, it's the 2020 edition. It's from Lodi, California. It. You know, has has that whiskey taste. I, I love it. Um, typically, that's my type of wine that I like. Any any type of red wine aged in bourbon barrels. So, uh, how about you, man? What are you drinking? I'm actually drinking some Jim Bean. Uh, I think it's what uh, my the co-host of my high school show. I think Grant. I can't. You left it or Grant left? It'll it? probably be Grant. Probably yeah. Grant because he yeah. he used to be a beer guy. And now he's went more to the just drinking the hard liquor um when we do shows and so after i wasn't gonna actually wasn't gonna drink that sometimes i don't drink on the show even though it's called out drink the coverage pulling back to the, the the curtain there sometimes i'm drinking and i'm just not 
and I wasn't planning on today, but then it's like, well, I've already done two shots of 190 proof, so I'm pretty yeah. toasty. So I'm going to sip on Jim Bean as we work through the night. Keep it kayfabe, brother. Oh, yeah, we got to keep kayfabe. We're Look, gonna... we always have a drink during the show. Just so everybody knows. Well, we, we will always, during the off season for sure. We always have a drink during the show. Yeah. No, and we will during the off season. In the in season, the whole reason why is I'm doing 40 shows a week sometimes. And so a lot of times you and I try to record on Mondays through Wednesday. Are and, those shows called out drink the coverage? No, but those shows are called I gotta get them produced and edited, <laughs> and I can't go to sleep after the show. See, like tonight, you and I will go get some Taco Bell. Uh, we'll eat and then I'll just drift off. And yeah. What, yeah. What's the Taco Bell item you want me to get? Taco Bell melt. The crispy melt as they call it. Okay. Pretty good. It's not, I mean, it's still Taco Bell. So the only Taco Bell I can have, uh, without diesel fuel or stro or this lovely, uh, cup of wine is the cheesy gordita crunch. So you're oh, telling that's right. me that's your thing. that is my thing. So are you telling me this is better than the cheesy gordita crunch? I don't like the cheesy gordita crunch. So. Oh, okay. No. So yeah, for me it is better. So yeah, you know, I will tell you, I've never had the Mexican pizza. That's awesome. It's different too. It, it, it's better now than what it used to be. Um, when they brought it back, they brought it back with a better quality. Taco Bell got better quality when they got called out a few years ago about the quality of yeah. the stuff, especially and, their meat. <laughs> or their meat the amb ambiguous yeah their ambiguous. source of their meat <laughs> um, but ever since then they've actually been pretty good i'll tell you what else is pretty good and that's frisco bar and grill they're our title sponsor you can find them at 6750 gaylord parkway suite 120 in frisco hence why they're called frisco bar and grill they have everything you want they have great food they have great drinks uh they have great nights of course you can go watch football there the san francisco 49er football club for dallas watches their games there oklahoma in college and don't forget we're having out drink the coverage college show this year as well uh but they also have karaoke wednesdays and saturdays they have burger thursday i haven't had a burger yet i've got to the point now in in bars i tend to like to graze over apps more than anything else uh, but the, the burger does look good, so that's going to be something to try. They have live music. Uh, in fact, they have, over the next few weeks, they've got the Sconald Band. They have 214 Emerson coming in. But I'll tell you one of the things I like about them, not only because they're the title sponsor. So Sunday, they completely shut down. They had a, a, a basically an employee appreciation day, and they got a bus. I was watching on their Facebook. You can find them on Facebook. Just type in Frisco Bar and Grill. And they got a, a party bus and just was driving around Dallas drinking. That's the type of company I want to support when they support employees, especially in today's era where that's such a, you know, we're back in a, a very big labor us versus them. They don't treat their employees as us versus them. We should have an I'll drink the coverage party, party bus. bus show night. I think you just came up with a great idea right there, buddy. Yeah. See, I knew I, I, I brought you on for a reason. You know, and you know what? Since you've been, you know, like you and I are kind of the same when we're at bars. Like we don't want to have a full meal. No. We want to snack on something yes. while with, with our drinks and socialize, listen to music, people watch. It's one of my favorite things to do. No, I, I'm 100%. Give me some apps and then I'll get Whataburger on the way home type. Yeah. Um, I, I th there's still part of me that just loves that if I'm going to drink and get toasty, I like to end it with just the baddest type of meal that you can get. I always felt like you and I were cheating that one time we got the uh veggie burgers from Burger King. That, that felt like we were, oh, doing the impossible whopper, yeah, which yeah. was good, it was perfectly yeah. fine. Uh, but yeah, it, it was just weird because I was like, you're not supposed to be eating healthy, you yeah. just drank six <laughs> gallons of vodka. I need to be hitting, you know, hitting bad food. <laughs> all right so let's go ahead and jump right into it uh this is the uh, this is the super bowl show so as you can imagine we're going to talk all things super bowl but we're also going to talk the championship games and i'm going to go ahead and start it 
Uh, the first championship game, I mean, the, the worst possible thing that could happen happened. You lose a star – or not star, but you lose a starting quarterback. And then for San Francisco, you're talking their third in. Uh, then you're playing, you know, Josh Johnson and then McCaffrey, and then they tried to bring Purdy back and everything. Uh, it, it, unfortunately, it's exactly what you thought would happen if, if he got – if Brock Purdy got hurt. I don't think we got a true championship game. No, we didn't, and it and it's really really sucked. Uh, Josh Johnson came in, then he got I think Hargrave hit him, got a concussion. They were forced to either put McCaffrey in as a starter, their starting running back as a starting quarterback, or put Purdy back in. You know, honestly, if it was me, Kyle Shanahan has the worst luck in these situations. And he's That's a good he, point. He he is such he's so well regarded. No, 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 I was. Go ahead, He's going. so well regarded as a head coach. But then you see the situations like in the Super Bowl against the Patriots in tw- after the 2016 season, I think it's Super Bowl 51. And then uh, last year's NFC t- championship game against the Rams, they were up by 10. The Super Bowl the year before, or two years before that, where they were up by 10 against the Chiefs in the fourth quarter. Yeah. He just runs into these situations. If it was me, I would have just had Christian McCaffrey as the starting quarterback for the rest of the game because Brock Purdy, they, they they put him back in, but the problem was he couldn't throw more than five yards. Yeah, and it turns out he basically is going to have Tommy John type surgery. Or yeah. I, I think right now he's trying to uh, – getting some weird feedback. We're still trying to figure out all the stuff for the new equipment, so if, if we have feedback this episode, we apologize. Um, but uh, that's yours. Huh. We'll have to figure that out in the break. But uh, anyway, so yeah, you could tell he, he had nothing and and you could tell that he was struggling. And I'm like you, Josh Johnson wasn't it. And there's nothing, right. that's not his fault. I mean, right. he's literally the emergency quarterback. Uh, I would have just ran wildcat with Christian McCaffrey, who's athletic enough that you could have done some things. You've got some big bodied receivers, throw some simple routes just to stay, you know, to keep, the Eagles defense honest per se. Uh, but yeah, it just, but, but at the end of the day, I mean, the Eagles and people are gonna say, Oh, you're a Cowboy fan. You're, 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 you're being mean or you're jaded, but I'm not, it's not like they've been tested in these playoffs. No, they have not, especially in the divisional round against the giants. I mean, it was a blowout. It was a blowout from the beginning. The giants offense really couldn't do much. You're just struggling over there, buddy. I'm really struggling. I'm, I'm so and sorry. we've got it on camera now, so uh, everybody can see. It's everybody so see embarrassing uh, performance <laughs> issues. What do we do with my hands? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the the Giants was very glaring, uh, but in this NFC title game, when I was watching it, I really thought the the 49ers. You can just use it without that. It's cool. Can you hear me? Yeah, you're, you're perfect. Okay, I'm just gonna. Just that's just a, that's this. just a wind filter. We'll fix this. It is this is gonna be destroyed? Yeah. This show. Now, so um, you know, I was watching the 49er uh, Eagle game, and I really thought the 49ers had this game in control. The well, the first mistake that happened was that fourth and three play. Yeah, to start the game, the Eagles went for it. They threw it to Devontae Smith. He made the quote catch, uh, and then. You saw Devontae Smith's reaction. He was run, trying to rush back, get back to the line of scrimmage so they could run another play. Yep. They ran another play. 49ers didn't challenge it. Come to find out, it was an incomplete pass. 
but they never challenged it. So, so do you think that there's ever a chance that the NFL might go with the hockey rule of, you know, it, it doesn't have to be like the immediate play. And what I mean in hockey, and I don't like it in hockey, and a lot of people want to change, but in hockey, if there's a possible offsides, you can let everything finish and then go back and review it. And I don't want to do that in football, but I also feel like this whole idea of if you get to the line fast enough, I think that's weird. I think there should be a two. They play. should just do what they do with touchdowns. Uh, fourth down conversions oh, review are automatically fourth. reviewed. That's a good point right there. That would solve everything. Now, so in this case, uh, 49ers didn't challenge. Yeah. They should have. But Eagles, they really didn't have time. They didn't have time. Eagles scored a touchdown immediately. And then the one thing that was kind of symbolic of their day was that punt where the 49er defender like threw the Eagle guy into Nick Boza, who was on uh, on the sideline. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, he had just had a series, went back to rest, went, and then uh, he got hurt. <laughs> Speaking of, so for all the talk, you'll hear people, they'll post a meme of like a quarterback sitting on the bench or Micah Parsons on the bench. And they'll be like, he doesn't care. He's sitting on the bench. That's why your players, your starters should be sitting on the bench. Oh, yeah. Boza should not have been on. And it's not Boza's fault, but that's why you don't want your starters sitting on the sideline watching the game because you throw a guy out of bounds. He leg whips Boza. Not on purpose. He legs whip Boza. And you could tell for the rest of the game, Boza was not 100%. Yeah, he was not 100%, and that affected him, especially in the second half when yeah. Philadelphia just started pulling away because the 49ers offense couldn't really do anything. They, you know, their starting quarterback going into the game, which was their third string quarterback, you know, had to leave the game because of his elbow. And then the backup, Josh Johnson, had a concussion. They said they had really had no, they went through four quarterbacks through the season. Well, and that goes back to. And I had said earlier in the year that, hey, maybe it's a compliment. Why are the Niners always hurt? It's because they're so physical. But you you do have to start asking the question, why are the Niners always hurt? And it's not one injury. It's different types. Is is it a situation where they're not taking in account injuries? Because I think Dallas has done that sometimes. Sean Lee was a perfect example. Sean Lee had been beat up in college, and he had – and. Sometimes that projects, sometimes it doesn't. But is it a situation where the Niners are like, we don't, you know, injury history be damned. We just want the talent, which is great. But the number one, said all the time, the number one most talented thing a player can do is be available. Yeah. And if you're not available, it doesn't matter how good you are because you can carry a team so far. But if you can't be there when it matters, and I think that's something that the Niners have got to figure out because we're talking now. There is no reason why the Niners have not had a four-year dynasty. I mean, three straight NFC title games, a Super Bowl that they were winning for three-fourths of it. But at the end of the day, they've had injuries that have cut the last couple seasons when it mattered. Yeah. I mean, it was a historically great defensive day for the Eagles. They only allowed 164 yards. Uh, They they were in that backfield at three sacks, three turnovers. You know, they – Took out two quarterbacks, Hassan Reddick and Javon Har- Javon Hargrave. Jeez, just set the market for defensive tackles. He he's going to get paid this offseason. I don't I don't see how the Eagles keep him. He's going to be overpaid by somebody, and I don't know if he'll ever be able to live up to that value. He's going to get overpaid. It's the Tyrone Crawford thing for yeah. Dallas. Tyrone Crawford was a really good player. The problem is, is Dallas 
thought he might step it up to a next level. So they paid him like that. And while he stayed consistent, he never reached that salary. And that changes perceptions of players, fair or not. I go back to, I think we need to go away with, I don't understand why we can know salaries. I think that's stupid. Um, I, I think it's something the NFL and the owners and all the sports owners smartly did because what does it do? It alienates you from the players. 90% of why people don't want Dak Prescott back is his salary. That's what they talk about. Oh, it's salary cap. Is it? Yeah. Is it? If they didn't know, they wouldn't they wouldn't say anything like that. Um, uh, but yeah, he'll get oversigned, probably by Dallas. <laughs> he'll get oversigned. He won't live up to his contract, but yeah. he's still a great player. Yeah, he's still a great player. And had a fantastic uh postseason, fantastic year. The whole Eagles defense had a fantastic year, one of the top defenses in football. The uh, I mean, they were record setting. Well, not record setting, but they had one of the highest sack totals for the year. Pass rate, yeah. Pass rush rate. Uh, what else? This oh is yeah, this- and then they also have Robert Quinn and uh, Nadama Kansu. And Quinn has not backups. done anything. He hasn't done anything. He just in- insurance. And, and Sue, you know, Sue had a couple big plays in the first couple games, but yeah. he he kind of reminds me of when Michael Bennett went to Dallas, where. You keep waiting, and he's like, "Hey, I don't think he." Michael Bennett. I wanted Michael Bennett in Dallas, but like uh, four or five, five years, years earlier. Yeah, now. I mean, the guy was shell padding. You know what this is, and this is going to frustrate you. The Eagles season this year is yeah. Dallas 07 and Dallas twenty sixteen, but they actually get to the Super Bowl. So why did you say that? Because it because we are a Dallas Cowboy. No, because like look, to... oh, no, I would say this: like the Eagles, they were top three, top five offense and defense. Yeah, they, they I'm were not saying that. I'm saying that the good, whole year. So was Dallas in 07 and 2016. Uh, well, 2016 Dallas, their 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 defense wasn't the best, but they were good enough. Well, 07 they could stop the, the run because the Dallas offense would stay on the field for 35. Complimentary defense that that's fine. <laughs> well, the Eagles have. Well, we'll, we'll talk do about the, this. But, but I mean, do the Eagles really have a shutdown? Again, we're going to we'll, go back to. We'll we'll find out in a few days. It. Well, we're gonna have to go by position by position, but I mean, Philadelphia, they had the 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 deficiencies they had for years, they finally mm-hmm. addressed them. But now we'll see if it really is legitimate, or they just played weak competition throughout the season and they just got lucky. I don't know if it's. I can't say they played weak competition because they basically played the same competition that Dallas did. And you and I were talking before. I felt with how good the NFC East is. The NFC East actually ended up playing a pretty tough round. Yeah, of games. yeah. No one, no one. I mean, two years ago, the NFC East division champion was Washington at seven and nine. Yep. Now this year, Washington was last in the division, but they were eight, eight, and one. And this is why you and I said this ten years ago, or not ten years ago, seven years ago, when the NFC West was really, really bad. Yeah. It runs in cycles yeah. because literally two years after that, the NFC West began a three-year run where they were the toughest division. And still, you could make the case that last year, especially this year, you had injuries, you had yeah. you know Kyler Murray and the Cardinals falling off, but they were still quality teams. This is why those things run in cycles because yeah. next year it wouldn't shock me if we're back in the same type of East, but it also wouldn't shock me if you see teams and we can say even including Dallas take a step back. Um, and I, I think that's the current state of football. Um, but anyway, so Philadelphia beat San Francisco. Uh, is there anything else you want to say about that game? Uh, well, yeah. Uh, basically, <laughs> I, I put a comment in our run sheet. The last the, one? Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, I mean, it was 
pretty bad. Like, so the Eagles offensive coordinator, uh, Shane uh, Steichen, uh, basically, I, I, I compared it to Waterboy, where uh, that bad, the the bad guy, the Coach Ballou. Yeah, Coach Ballou. Jerry Reed, great yeah. performance. Yeah, rest in peace. Yes, rest in peace. Uh, basically, when uh, Bobby Boucher came back, he was like, hey, we know that he's going to disrupt us, so we're just going to take a knee. Yeah. Because we know their offense can't do anything. Yep. To me, that was pretty similar to what was going on in the Philadelphia San Francisco game. Oh, yeah. I really felt that the 49ers could not do anything from the quarterback position to where the, all Jalen Hurts had to do was just take a knee, run down the clock, take an, another knee. And the 49ers offense would not be able to respond. Yeah, that's that second half was you, ugly. You could not throw the ball. I would just – it'd be 46 defense for me. Just blitz. Then well, I, I he, he couldn't throw more than five. Brock Purdy could not throw more than five yards, and it's not like Brock Purdy's a rocket arm anyway. Yeah, um, I, I don't understand. Again, you bring out McCaffrey, Eli Mitchell behind him, Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, George Kittle. You have the guy, and I understand it's in the moment, so you just you know, we all pretend like they can just say, hey, All right, let's draw this up. That doesn't really happen. Everybody has a system, they put that system in, but there's got to be the okay, we're screwed, let's just throw everything against the wall and let's see it stick and go into the hand, hand in the dirt. You line up here, you line up here, let's do this. And if that works, we'll do it to the opposite side and we'll just keep doing that. And every five times we'll pull out a play yeah. action and hope to catch the safety. And cause I guarantee you McCaffrey could throw the ball down the field more than Purdy could. I mean, his, his dad was a wide receiver for the Broncos in the nineties yep. and for the uh, giants before that. I, I just really feel that they, blew that opportunity it was still a close game and the final score was 31 to 7 philadelphia yeah it was a lot closer than that yeah it was and i just feel bad for the 49ers i feel bad for kyle shanahan because he's gonna start getting this label as a great head coach who can't yeah I, I think he gets a pass on this one i think everybody understands what happened. but is he gonna keep getting a pass i don't know because he's been getting the pass for having mediocre quarterback play and then 2016 can you really blame him? He wasn't the head coach. He was the offensive coordinator for the Falcons. Yeah, and it's not like, you know, again, we've had this with Cowboy fans this year. People say, well, they just ran the ball. Well, if you can't run the ball, you can't just keep running the ball because then you get into what frustrates us as Cowboy fans this year where first and 10 becomes second and nine, and then you're putting more pressure on your quarterback and stuff. Um, I, I, I don't know. I just – that was all I had. To you say know what about sucks it. about it though is one of the best runs in the NFC any title game, Christian McCaffrey's touchdown run, yeah, completely get forgotten about. Yes. That was literally one of the best runs you have seen from and a running back in a big bad, moment. Not even bad tackling. It was no. just him powering off of good defenders. Yes, like I said, Philadelphia from uh, line to linebacker to safe to uh, secondary the best defense in football. Yeah. And he was able to muscle his way for a touchdown. Yeah. He was a lone highlight for the for the 49ers. Yeah. So Philadelphia makes it to the Super Bowl. Their opponent will be the Kansas City Chiefs as the Chiefs beat the Bengals 23 to 20 in a game that felt like there was way more action than 23 to 20. That was truly a game that every play seemed like it had a story in of itself. Every moment was a big moment. Uh, you saw 
you know, Cincinnati players and, and drives that were big in the moment. And then the Chiefs would respond. And then Cincinnati would respond back. And then you look up at the score and you're like, oh, this is in today's era, this is kind of a defensive game. It never felt like that. But at the end of the day, kind of like the Super Bowl last year, the Bengals offensive line can only get them so far with Joe Burrows. And, and to give them credit, they did try to retool it this year. It wasn't like they're not doing what the Colts did with Andrew Luck and just like, ah, well, we're not really worried. They're trying. They just made all bad decisions or injuries. Lyle Collins. Yeah, Lyle Collins was a bad sign. You and me are a Cowboy fan, so we know that Lyle Collins was a bad decision. And we we were saying that last year in the offseason. Like he was one, again, for all the talk about Jerry Jones and a lot of the moves he made in the offseason, almost every one of them was right. Now you can say, well, Amari Cooper. I, there was a tweet, and I think I showed you, where the guy said, I think it was R.J. Ocha, the, he works for the fan. He said the Cowboys were right in that C.D. Lamb could be the number one and replace Cooper. They were wrong that Gallup and Tolbert and Washington could be the number two and number three. So for, for all the, the crap that Jerry Jones gets about front office, he made the right call on Lyle Collins. And, and I really – now, Collins might get saved because he was hurt the second half of the year, but – the Bengals offensive line actually was good the second half of the year. I kind of think Collins might end up on the cut because he, I think he signed a pretty good little deal with them. Yeah. He signed a nice deal. I, I really do think he won't be bad. Which I wouldn't mind him back as a cowboy on as a backup. Yeah. It's a Terrence Steele. Terrence yeah. Steele. I, I hope Dallas keeps Terrence. Well, we'll, we'll talk about the yeah, Cowboys. We'll talk about that in the next episode. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, they the the Bengals offensive line actually performed pretty well after Jonah Williams and Alex Kappa and Lyle Collins all got injured and out, uh, especially in that Buffalo game. But they came to roost in the AFC title game. The Chiefs with the with one of the best defensive tackles of all time and Chris Jones were all over Burrow. And I, I think it's fair to ask: Is he right now the best defensive tackle in football? And I know Aaron Donald and. Not that Aaron Donald's playing any less, but I do believe that especially for interior positions, once you get a rep, you can kind of live off that rep. Um, you know, Aaron Donald against the Cowboys, there were times when when Dallas was able to put him in the wash and, and they got some big plays. Pollard had a big touchdown right across the face of Aaron Donald uh, and stuff. I, I think Chris Jones right now is the best. And I also think what Chris Jones does so well, and great players do this, they know how to just get through the season. And I say they had, what, 15 sacks in the season? But they know how to get through the season and then really show up in the postseason. Charles Haley. Charles Haley was a perfect example. Charles Haley, you know, if you go actually look at the sack numbers for Dallas, yeah, he was kind of a – he kind of didn't really match the, the, the fury. But if you go look at the past pressures, but also go look what he did in the playoffs. That's – and Chris Jones just somehow is, will quietly have 15 sacks and then have – Four sacks in two playoff games. Yeah. So in this title game, Jones had four tackles, two sacks, uh, three tackles for loss, five quarterback hits. I mean, he was in there, very impactful. Uh, you know, the KC defense is a lot better than I thought it, it was. Uh, they they don't have the star power that the Eagles have. Yeah. And, and we'll, we'll we'll talk about that more when our Super Bowl preview pick. Uh. But they do have some type of players. You know, they have Chris Jones and they have Bolton, uh, undersized linebacker, but speedy. And then they have a rookie, Trent McDuffie, uh, corner, solid. Uh, I'm still not sure about uh, Legereus Need. He got hurt in the title game. 
I th- he'll be back for the playoffs. Um, I'm, I'm really impressed with Justin Reed and uh, Juan Thornhill, their safeties. They were very, uh, they were probably one of the better, more underrated safety tandems in football this season. And they kind of kept Kansas City in a lot of games, especially when sometimes when their offense, you know, that's the problem with KC's offense. When they traded Tyreek Hill, they kind of had to rely on Travis Kelsey more to their defense. Hey, and this is this goes to why Eric Bieniemy should be a head coach. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes this week was praising Eric Bieniemy for his creativity. Didn't that feel like that was Mahomes trying to finally get Bieniemy a job? Yeah, I mean, but again, what a hey, what a what what a good dude for them because Bieniemy has been. Uh, having the reputation of oh he's an offensive coordinator in name alone, but he's not really calling the plays. He's not really doing concepts. Yeah, or, yeah. But Mahomes is saying a lot of the creativity they've had this year. The reason why he still had five thousand passing yards this year. The reason why Travis Kelsey is first ballot Hall of Famer because of what he did this year. Yeah, I because agree. I think this solidified that. 100%. Yeah, because of what Juju and MVS. And the other role players have done Isaiah this year. Pacheco. Yeah, Pacheco. It's because of some of the create creative uh, concepts and schemes that Eric Bieniemy came up with. So let, let's just juxtapose the Chiefs and Hill and the Cowboys and Amari Cooper. Now, two different style players, but they were your two number ones. So the Chiefs let their number one go and basically never have a number one and just figure it out. Cowboys at least have a number one, but the concepts for number two and number three, uh, there was a stat that the Cowboys had the worst separation by wide receivers by a, a large margin as a group. Now, you can say that's the talent, but again, we're in an era where you can game plan your strengths. And, and what I, I almost think the Chiefs are deadlier now than they were with Hill because they have so many different guys that do so many different little things. Yeah that you never know which is going to be the one that pops. And I thought that's what the Cowboys would also do. But what the Chiefs did is what you're saying. They have, they still have talent. Oh, yeah. They but, just don't, but they're all role players. Outside of Kelsey, they're not like number ones. Kelsey is a one tight end. But you know what maybe the difference is too? What? Everybody on the Chiefs roster are veterans. That, after that, after that's Lamb? Because like, like what we, we we talked about before the show, Jalen Tol- Tolbert. Yeah, he's a rookie draft pick, healthy scratch for most of the season. Yep, there's nothing wrong with him. No, he's just a healthy he just scratch. Didn't. And then James Washington. Unfortunately, we never got to see what. Ja- I really think James Washington yeah. would added as soon as he offense. got healthy. Yes. The Cowboys released him. Yeah, so because uh, well, I mean, Ty stepped in, and hey, Ty showed again. Ty's a yeah. veteran, and look what he did in the playoffs. I, I would love for the Cowboys. Well, we'll talk about it later, but I would love for the Cowboys to let him or resign for a year. Let him go through a off season. Let's see what McCarthy's system is. Yeah, we'll talk and, about that. We'll talk yeah. about that. All right. So, uh, offensively, uh, you look at the Bengals. Uh, you you have to ask the question: Who's the real number one for them? And it's not a bad issue, but T. Higgins is a UFA this year. But is it T. Higgins or is it Jamar Chase? Because Jamar Chase makes a lot of the headlines, but it seems like T. Higgins does a lot of the dirty work when this offense is struggling. T. Higgins usually seems to be the one that And he stepped up when Chase was out for a little bit. And part of it could be Chase is still a little banged up. I think you could see that in the game. There were yeah. times where he just he wasn't like limping, but you could just tell he wasn't a hundred percent. 
Yeah. Uh, but the Chiefs are going to have to make some decisions because they're starting. And then you're going to have to worry about, you know, Joe Mixon was already probably going to be a, a salary cap cut. And now he's having some possible legal issues, yeah. though that did get rescinded, but could be filed again. But I think he was already, uh, I, I think I'll tell you right now, I would love Joe Mixon on the Cowboys because I think he's exactly the type of back that Zeke, we thought Zeke would be year seven. And unfortunately, Zeke isn't. But Joe Mixon. And, and the Bengals did well with Samaj P. Ryan as a backup. But he's 35. Three? Oh, he's not even. He's not over thirty, is he? He's been in the league a while. I can't. You got to remember, long. man. He was. wasn't he? Didn't he? wasn't his rookie year the year when that when uh the Bengals had the other two running backs? You know, they've they've done it. Oh, uh, bearded or um, uh, mustachio. Yeah, mustachio. Uh, Bernard. Uh, Bernard. Yeah. And then the other Giovanni guy, Bernard. Yeah. yeah. And then the other guy who was he was my fantasy guy. He had a thousand. 20, he's only twenty seven. Twenty seven. But still, in running back years, thirty four. Okay. okay. But I mean, in running back years, that is getting. You're not going to get a big deal at twenty seven unless you're Ezekiel Elliott, unfortunately. Um. Oh yeah, Ezekiel Elliott turned twenty eight going into next. So season. was this outside of the Super Bowl win? I think this was Patrick Mahomes' best win not his best game but his best win because i, I know well, even it, then uh, i don't i don't know only because it was kind of lucky in the sense because if it wasn't well your 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 boy uh uh Whoa, joseph asai boy on my show <laughs> yeah joseph Fox, <laughs> joseph asai ut uh jeremy hill was the other running back yeah jeremy hill uh joseph asai <laughs> ut product who, who's had a really good start to his career in cincinnati he hits him late. But, but I mean, okay, so at worst, you're going to overtime. It's not like that one. I mean, that's not like that game sent it to overtime. That won the game. It still was tied. Yeah. And I'm just saying with all – even though the game was in Kansas City, all the momentum was against Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. He has a bad ankle. He's lost to the Cincinnati Bengals three times, all on late field goals in overtime. All that, and yet he finds a way to win. And oddly enough, somehow with a high ankle sprain six days later – he didn't look that bad. You could tell he couldn't move as much. He didn't run as much as he normally would. And Cincinnati did a good job of trying to bait him into that. And there was a couple times he'd try to take off and he'd get he'd get a, get tackled. But I, I don't know. There was just something about that performance. Every star quarterback has those performances. And sometimes they're in losses. I, I've always said I've thought Troy Aikman's most shining moment was the uh, title game that they lost to San Francisco because yeah, he 94 took season. Yeah, he yeah. took them when they were down twenty-one to nothing and, and threw for three hundred eighty yards. Tom Brady's. I mean, he has a couple of them, but I, I do think the Oakland, you know, the, the fumble, not fumble. I think that was the tuck drive, rule. The tuck rule. That's the drive yeah. that established him. Um, and so I just, I don't know, this game just to me cemented everything we thought about Patrick Mahomes. He, he, he is, if he retired tomorrow, he's a hall of famer. Only 27, five years as a starter. And he seems like the type that I could see him playing into his forties. If he wants to, he loves yeah, the as game. Long as he stays I mean, right now he has the best line in football. Yeah. I, I mean, them and the Eagles, which we'll talk about. And, and Andy Reid always has a solid line. His scheme does a lot for it, too. Again, there was a stat that he has thrown the most screen pass touchdowns in the last three years, 31 screen pass touchdowns. He always typically has the the, the perfect line for that and, yep. the, and the perfect running back for that. Yep. Or with this case, seven different running backs. Yeah. Well, that was more out of necessity. <laughs> I, I, I'm sitting there waiting for them to announce that Christian Okoye has come off the waiver wire and he's ready to play because it just seems like yes. Kansas City. That'd be great. It just seems like Kansas City just, I mean, their offense, I'm telling you, I think their offense is tougher now than it was with Hill and, and Kelsey. They were kind of forced to uh, make their offense more diverse. Now, what's scary is if they do get some more speed in the offseason. 
and then you have or like Sky Moore or Watson or somebody want to step in again. Two. They're hurt and they're yeah. You could say the same for Kansas City and their skill players. They face a lot of adversity through injuries. Yeah. All right. So let's get into it. This Sunday, the Philadelphia Eagles versus the Kansas City Chiefs. I, I do think outside of our Cowboys, I think this is the best Super Bowl that we could have had this year with, with everything. If San Francisco would have found a way to win, we, we'd still be they'd still be having the issue of who would be their quarterback. Um, I, I think that this is going to be an exciting game. I think this is going to be a higher scoring game than people think. Um, I, I think both of these offenses can do well against really good defenses, but defenses that both the Eagles and the Chiefs, they kind of need the pass rush to work. If the pass rush doesn't work, you can attack their defense. Well, I mean, going – And it's every and, defense, but you know what During I mean. the regular season, they were top three in sacks. The Eagles had 70, and then the Chiefs had 55. Yeah. So it was – uh, top but we've seen both defenses when they don't get to the quarterback, they they do get exposed. They can be exposed on like the back the end. Christmas Eve game where the Eagles were in Dallas and they, Dallas scored forty. Yeah, and you look at that and that, that that I think we've all that's why we were all like, man, San Francisco, this might test the Eagles. I think we can definitely say that Kansas City is going to test them. Um, I, I think I think Kansas City's run game might actually play a bigger part than what people are expecting. You that that involves Andy Reid. Committing to the run. Well, wouldn't it be Eric Bieniemy? <laughs> I, oh, I. Hey, as far as I know, Andy Reid calls the plays. I, I like that Mahomes. Going back to that, I like that Mahomes was talking up Bieniemy, yeah. and I have no doubt that Bieniemy has a huge impact on the offense. But at the end of the day, what hurts Bieniemy in his job is well, supposedly he does an interview. Well, I don't know how true that is, but it's. It's always hard for coordinators who don't call plays to There's get a head coaching job. John Harbaugh got the head coaching job for the Ravens in mm -hmm. 2008, and he was a special teams There's coach. There's something different about that. Special teams coaches at times, and I think part of the reason why is part of what makes a good special teams is motivation. Sean McVay. At 29. Yeah, he's a wonder with wonder With one year, wonder, with one year of offensive as an offensive but he coordinator. called the plays for one year. But he called the plays. Oh god, it was, was it was at? for whatever uh, Washington. Washington, Washington had, and Kyle, Kyle Shanahan was on that staff yes. before. Think about that Washington yes. staff, and you've got a yes. Super Bowl winning uh, coach and a Super Bowl two. You know, went to the Super Bowl. No, no, Kyle Shanahan went to the Falcons in but, 2016. But, but, but he was. Har but uh, yeah, McVay was the 2016 OC. But he Washington. coached under Shanahan the year before. Correct. Yeah. 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 I know, I know. I'm not saying I'm that not, is crazy. I, I know, and then there's also the enemy should be Brian Schottenheimer, the new Cowboys. No, that's going to be a big talk will be on the basically show. Eric Bieniemy. Exactly. Well, that's exactly what I was going to. We were going to talk about. I was going to save it for the show. We'll, right. we'll talk about it in the Cowboys show. Um, and, and yeah, you. I, I don't know what what race plays a part in that kind of stuff now, but you also do have the issues that Bieniemy had at college, and I know that's a long time ago, but when. When it in today's world, yeah. assault, domestic violence, anything like that, even 20 years ago, and it does feel like the media is just waiting for him to be named so then they can then turn that into, wow, why is he getting it? You know, it, it, it's a weird world with, with, with what we live in when it comes to that kind of stuff. But anyway, yeah. back to the game. Uh, give me your thoughts. Just give me how, how do you think this game plays out? Give me your first quarter through the end of the game. How do you think it goes? I think it's a slugfest to start i think they're going to hit each other with everything they got 
I think Philadelphia will have the early advantage. I think the Chiefs will start to figure their things out and start to get back into the game. Um, to me, overall, Philadelphia is healthier. They match up well overall. Mm-hmm. Philadelphia has a better defense. They have a better defensive line overall. And then they have probably one of the better top four, like four out of their five linemen are probably top 10 in the football. So to me, you know, as a Cowboy fan, it sucks, but objectively, I, th- I think the Eagles have this. Really? I, I, if I have to make a prediction now, I think the Eagles win maybe 45, 38 over the, over the uh, Chiefs. I like your score. Actually, I have it 40, 38. And I, I think it will, like, man, I know the Eagles have the top defense. They have one of the best lines in football. They yeah. have one of the best secondaries yep. in football. They have a very underrated linebacking core. That's their weakness this year, but it's not. They, they would still be the top half of the league, and uh, as far if, if you had to rank linebacking core, they would be the, the top half of the league. Yeah. Now, having said that, I've seen the Eagles play against pretty good def- or pretty good offenses and struggle. Yeah. So, uh, to me, is it's it's similar to what I thought the Cowboys would be going into this year, where they would have a favorable schedule. Yeah. Uh, dominate, have a great record. Eagles just stayed healthy for most of the year. Now, I would say Landon Dickerson, he got an uh, arm injury in the NFC. That could game. be huge. That, that could be huge because he kind of had a breakout year. He's a pro bowler, probably should have been an all-pro. Uh, you know, if you look at that offensive line, they have Mylotta as their left tackle. Great rugby player. Yep. And it turned out to be a great left tackle. Uh, Jason Kelsey, Hall of Famer center well and and that's going to be the thing if you're the eagles with that injury you're going to try to get kelsey on jones as much as possible and i think we're going to see that Chiefs split jones out as an end more than a tackle that's what i was going to go at because i've been i've been telling you man i've been looking at the lineups for this game yeah i'm trying to rack my brain like trying to figure out what roster baiting to it roster baiting a little bit so let's say the eagles are off or the eagles are on offense and Chiefs are on defense. You know, they're not going to put Chris Jones on the side of Landon Dickinson and Jordan Mailato. They're going to put him on the side with the right guard, Isaac uh, uh, Sumalo. Uh, and then, you know, you don't want to get Lane Johnson has given up like, one sack in the last two years yeah so you're not going to get a sack but in saying that micah parsons had some success against him now in saying that the chiefs their pass rush is different well and also lane johnson has been like limping yes exactly and he's still been dominating but and the chiefs pass rush isn't really predicated on pure speed yeah they're more of chris jones power and they scheme some blitzes and things like that yeah they don't i mean outside of jones it's a pretty mediocre defense i would say but they play their roles well. I, I like said, their offense. They play their yeah, roles well. <laughs> for for the Chiefs to succeed, they're gonna have to put Jones on the right side against Isaac uh, Samalo. Yeah, and Eagles, their protection, they're gonna have to have Kelsey double team. And for the Chiefs, if that happens, they're gonna have to hope that uh, Frank Clark has a big game. He he usually lines up on, right next to uh, Chris Jones, so. It'd be Frank Clark versus Lane Johnson. Uh, I'm not sure how that matchup is going to turn out. I 
kind of like Frank Clark. He, he actually shows up for the playoffs, so I kind of like that. Yeah, he's I, definitely one of those that he'll – I don't say he takes games off, but he knows how to have it in reserve when yeah. it comes to you know November, December, and into the playoffs. I, I bring this up because on the opposite side, the right side of the Kansas City offensive line is kind of their weakness. Andrew Wiley has a bit of an attitude, a little bit of an attitude. Gets in some bad – yeah, placement gets in so, some bad positioning, gets some just, bad penalties. Just so happens, the strength of the Eagles' defensive line is also on the right side. They got Javon Hargrave and Josh Sweat, and they also got as a Sam linebacker Hassan Reddick on that side. So you got those three guys going against. I, I, I really think the Eagles' defense will benefit against Mahomes. I mean, they'll be rushing toward Mahomes' face, so Mahomes will see the pass rush coming. Yeah. But uh, I, I really see that favoring the Eagles. Well, okay, so you bring up Mahomes. Let's just go ahead and cut to that part. Okay. If if Mahomes is ninety percent or healthier with his ankle, yeah, I think he can handle the pass rush. If Mahomes is moving like he did against the Bengals, which he moved well, but like I said, there was five or six yeah. times where you could tell when he stepped up. Normally, he evades and he was getting tackled. Yeah. If it's that Mahomes, as gritty as that was. I think the Eagles defense will eat him up at times. Yeah, I, I really do too. And that'll be the determining factor. That having said, you, you can go through all the positions. I mean, I mean I, my, my main concern for the Chiefs was their kicking game. Yeah. And it looked good in the postseason. So I think it'll carry on to the Super Bowl. Not worried about that. I think their secondary is sufficient enough to handle A.J. Brown and Smith and Goddard. You're going to give up big plays. Both teams will. Again, we both, both think teams it's a high-scoring game. Yeah. So, yeah. Hey, Eagles have Bradbury, C.J., Gardner-Johnson, Blankenship. Uh, missing somebody else now. Yeah, I, I can't think of it right now. I wonder why. Oh, yeah. you Darius Slay. Yeah. <laughs> they have one of the – and they have Marcus Epp. Oh, yeah. Just, a, let's just forget Darius guy. Slay. Maybe the best yeah, guy in the yeah. secondary this year. Yeah, the, the, the big signing. Oh, man, ago. what that turned out to just – and it's funny because right at first it didn't seem like it was going to work. Yeah. I remember Dallas having a pretty big game against him like yeah. his first year there, but – he is just – well, he's been exactly what he was in Detroit, just a consummate pro. He can get beat, but he's fine. And Jonathan Gannon, their defensive coordinator, he'll be a head coach pretty soon. Underrated. Be, yeah. Underrated. Yeah. Now, we'll, I will want to see what happens when they actually start inserting Jordan Davis and Kobe Dean into the starting lineup because right now Jordan Davis hasn't had to do too much. Yeah, he gets, what, 15 snaps a game yeah. at most? Yeah, and then Kobe Dean's coming off the injury. Yeah. But he's he, – he's And Davis little, was too. Davis was beat up really early in the yeah, year. Yeah. So they they have depth, they have some age. This is a pretty stout defense. I I'm, I, I still think they're not going to be able. I I don't think T.J. Edwards is going to win the battle versus uh, Travis Kelsey. I don't think C.J. Gardner Johnson is going to win the battle against Travis Kelsey. I think Kelsey's going to need to have a the biggest game of his career, another fourteen catch game like he had. I think in the division round against the uh, Jags. Yeah. I just there, there's a lot going against the Chiefs in this game. A lot of people say it's just too even. To me, I really see this as Philadelphia is healthy and Kansas City is not, and that's the difference. And I I just feel that they're going to get a lot of pressure on Mahomes. It, I'm not going to say it's the 2020 uh, Super Bowl where the Buccaneers kind of just figured out how to get to Mahomes. Yeah, and it's a thirty-one-nine score. I, I really think it's gonna be a lot closer than that. But. Yeah, that was a bet. I think a better front-to-back 
Buccaneers defense. Maybe yeah. not as young, of course. But right, right, right. So who also had uh Sue. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I as much as I argue and I have for my whole life, but especially in the last 10 years, that the idea of Super Bowl quarterbacks is a myth. Good quarterbacks, not great quarterbacks, can win a Super Bowl. I, I do still believe that great quarterbacks can take deficiencies and win with it. True. And Joe Burrow almost did it last yes, year. Yes. And I, I think Patrick Mahomes is that quarterback. Uh, the one thing for the Eagles that's a positive is Jalen Hurts. This isn't too big of a moment because he's played in national championship games. But, and in saying this, let's understand this. I never thought that the benching of Jalen worked for that national championship game, yeah. but I didn't think Jalen Hurts was playing so bad that he really needed to be benched. So for those that have not watched college football ever, the 2017 championship was between Alabama. Jesus Christ, has it been that long? 20, yeah, yeah, I guess Hurts. Alabama and Georgia, 2017. Yeah. Georgia, uh, I think Hurts was a sophomore. Yes. And uh, Tua Tungavaloa was a freshman, true yep. freshman that year. Championship game, Hurts struggled. Georgia was a struggled relative. He still he wasn't yeah. playing terrible, yeah. but yeah, he wasn't hitting his receiver. Alabama was still in the game. Oh, yeah, and they and probably so still won. They benched him. Uh, Tongue of Aloha started. First play goes like 50 yards for yeah. a touchdown, and I it mean, just, just started the magic of two. And, and as a lot of people have seen this year, Tongue of Aloha has just a, a beautiful, accurate arm uh, when healthy. And not concussed. Rip to it because he's not going to last long in the league. Yeah, he won't. He won't with that line. Hey, you know what his deep ball reminds me of? I'm thinking of somebody. Let's see if you can get it. Let's see if you can get it. I'm thinking of a beautiful one of the prettiest deep balls. Jeff Blake. Yes, I love you, <laughs> Jeff Balake. He throws those just like you can almost hear the ball coming down like a bomb. Yeah. Beep. And it was it was only to where his, his player could, catch yeah because it was it was like this yeah the 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 camera can see me. It was like this, yes, it can. not like, not diagonal. No, a lot it of was, air. It was, it was almost like it was vertical. I, I still remember 96, 97. <laughs> yeah. Jeff Blake almost beating oh, the Cowboys, Cowboys with like yeah. three of those. Yeah. Now, Jeff the Blake, Scott. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now Jeff Blake in every other aspect of the game as a quarterback, yeah. absolutely sucked, but he could throw a deep ball, but you do have to wonder the Jalen hurts <laughs> his biggest game. He gets benched. Now I'm not saying he shrinks, but you got to wonder we, we, yeah, know. I mean, then, then next year he was a backup for the most part, and then uh, he was at Oklahoma, and then the night uh, 2019 he was with the Oklahoma, and they didn't win the national had a great year, and he was given the opportunity to throw the ball, which he wasn't really well, yeah, given the opportunity, Alabama. yeah, yeah, because they weren't still quite doing what they do now and throwing yeah. all over the place. Now 2022, you're kind of seeing what Jalen Hurts can really do. Yeah, and now he has the right shoulder issue, but you haven't really seen much of it because then he hasn't well, had to throw much in the playoffs. We go back to. You look at who the Chiefs have had to go through. Yeah, with a number one seed, yeah. I, their their path has been way tougher. Now, San Francisco is a great team, but again, no quarterback. You basically, because of what happened. Yeah, in the, what yeah. happened? Yeah. Um, I, I think the Eagles jump out early. I think this is a repeat of the 2019. I think the Eagles jump out early, which is what they've done most of the season. They've yep. jumped out early. So, and I, then yeah. Patrick Mahomes and them goes to work. I I think this is one of those epic fourth quarter types where I, I always go back to, you know, you and I were watching when you came over earlier, we saw something with the, the Patriots and uh, Rams Super Bowl, worst Super Bowl ever. Boring. Yeah. There was another one that was almost as bad, and that was Panthers and Patriots. But the fourth quarter of that game yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely changed yeah. everything about that game. Yeah. San Francisco, Kansas City was kind of boring, 
until that fourth quarter. And I just think, and we haven't even talked about one thing. Andy Reid, he'll say everything right. He's now been with the Chiefs long enough that most people think of him as the Chiefs head coach. Tenth season. But I still think there's a little bit of bitterness with how it ended in the Eagles. Hey, this is hey, this is a, one of the Super Bowls with a multiple amount of storylines. Yes, the, the way this it is, should be. Yeah, like you can talk about Reed going against his former team. He Nick. was a, he was a coach for the Eagles for 13 seasons, and then uh, Nick Sirianni, the head coach for the Eagles, was the uh, was an um, uh, coach for the Chiefs in 2012. And so they went to the Eagles when Chip Kelly was there. Yeah. So and he's not a he's he is a very fiery. Well, he kind of reminds me of Dick Vermeil. You either like him or you don't. Eagle fans. Now love you and I we're, we're big Cowboy fans, but we always the one thing I love is that you and I can appreciate things. I like him. I think I thought last year when he threw out the beat Dallas T-shirts, I thought yeah. that was awesome. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Um, I like him. You need that. You need the heel. And that's and for to be at Philadelphia, that's the perfect place to be the hill because they yeah. embrace that. Yeah. But he's not a very likable figure outside of that. Yeah. And then you've got Andy Reid, he's grandpa. I mean, you know, we don't even talk about the fact his son killed somebody in a drunk driving and everything uh, got swept under the yeah, rug, you yeah. know, all that fun <laughs> stuff. Uh, but yeah, th- you're right. So, this, this Super Bowl, that's why I went back when I said at the beginning, yeah. outside of you and I being Cowboy fans, this is the best Super Bowl matchup that you yeah, can have. Yeah, brother versus brother. Oh, yeah. Hall we of Fame, even talked about that. Center Hall versus Hall of Fame tight end. And they have, and, you know, they're not paying us. They have one of the best podcasts. They are absolutely yeah. funny, which I love because they're brothers and they're completely different. Yes. Uh, Travis leans a certain way and and and, and uh, the Eagle Kelsey, he's more country. Just <laughs> just go look go look up what Travis Kelsey wore when they touched down the other day. Did you see that? Yeah. He was literally wearing the Gucci outfit with the matching Gucci bag and the old school 1990s Gucci hat yeah. which I absolutely love. Um I, so, I, yeah. and then and then the, and the, and the you know cuz it's Black History Month. First time two black quarterbacks are playing. So you put this on for those that don't know. Um, no, he does the run sheets. You do a great job on him. Oh, thank you. And if you you look, if you look to the right, I've told you that many times. If you look to the right, no, he is African American. (laughs) But you and I, you and I, that's part of our friendship. We're openly we talk about that. So I'm asking you as an African American. Because you put it on the run sheet. Is it a big deal that it's two black quarterbacks? And for all you assholes that are going to try to say, oh, Patrick Mahomes is half white, shut up. <laughs> is it a big deal for you as an African-American that you have two African-American quarterbacks? When I first realized it, it wasn't a big deal to me. Mm-hmm. Because I think there's been – it hasn't happened, so it's a big deal. Yes. In, in, in of a sense. But, like, there's been a black coach has won a Super Bowl. Yep. There's been others that been to the Super Bowl. We've had black quarterbacks win a Super Bowl. Yeah, lose a Super Bowl. Yeah, no one even remembers that. Or no one uh, recognized that Russell Wilson was a second that won. Again, he gets the. I think he he gets the Mahomes thing where people. And I don't even know if Mahomes, I don't even know if Mahomes, if if uh, Russell Wilson's is biracial. He might be. Just, but no, he, he gets, is. He is. Yeah. Okay, but he that uh, for some reason that makes it not count. Yeah. Um. No. It's, you know, it's just like good. It's just like, you know, says that, you know, players like James Harris back in the 70s, like their their plight, their their struggles they had uh, were justified. You know, Warren Moon, 
There's a, there's a, there's a list there. Had that, to go to the CFL to get any type of love before yeah. he could be found in the NFL. And, and, and if he was born today, like in today's age, he would have been the number one overall pick. So on that size with that arm, they would have been picked quick. He could move. He wasn't like a scrambler, but he could move. Yeah, I mean, like a lot of people, like especially like me, I, I didn't get exposed to Warren Moon until he's late thirties. Yeah, because again, you didn't start watching football till nineteen ninety two. Yeah. So I will tell you, it makes an impact, and you know why? Why? So you know where I'm from. I'm from a small town. Yes, I do. <laughs> and everybody from my small town that are posting, why is this a big deal? Means it's a big deal. Yeah. Because for some reason racist white folk just can't accept that hey this is a big deal i think it should be celebrated and again because the nfl has moved the super bowl into february it is fitting that it is in black history month that yeah. and i love it i and i think it i i and i'll say this there's still a subsection of cowboy fans that don't like Dak simply because of that they won't say that yeah. and they'll make great arguments because there's a lot of things you can dislike about Dak's game but at the end of the day they don't say the same things about Tony Romo or they don't say the same things about Danny white. Yeah. And, and you know, however you feel about it, just acknowledge that, that, that there's a subset of people that are like that. And it's a lot bigger than what people still want to admit. We want to admit that every, we want to pretend that everything's fine. Now we're all great, but no, we're not. And, and I say that I, I watching my Facebook page blow up with people like, why yeah. is this a big deal? And, and starting stupid shit. Like there was one that tried to claim that, and Mahomes was only raised by his white mom. His dad wasn't around. Yeah, they divorced, but Patrick Mahomes was a, a major league baseball player that was very much in. I know this. I'm from there. Yeah. I covered Patrick Mahomes yeah. when he was a quarterback at White House. Me and Grant were doing one of our, the last year we broadcast, one of the best games we did. We broadcast White House versus Chapel Hill, and Patrick Mahomes threw for like 385 yards and six touchdowns. And I watched as his dad. In the press box right yeah. next to us, watch the game. Yeah. But see, that's the kind of shit that people want to try to claim yeah. because that's still a thing. So, yeah, I think it's still a big deal. And I, I think, unfortunately, it'll always be a big deal, sadly, until we get to the point where we're kind of getting there where there's more African-American quarterbacks than there are white quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, I think the other thing to talk about is for one another year of Texas high school quarterbacks. Again, Patrick Mahomes from White House. Jalen Hurts from Channel View down in Houston. Yeah. Nick Foles, Drew Brees. I mean, you, you just keep going on and on. And it, it's Texas high school football. And it's funny because when you think of Texas high school football, at least you and I, you think run game and wishbone and veer. But for the last 25 years, it's been spread offenses and throwing. And that's why if you look at all the college quarterbacks, how many of them that are in great, that are great, that are Texas yeah. high school, and how many now are in the NFL that are Texas high school. Um, so again, Great storylines all around. Great storylines. So you predict who? I have Chiefs winning forty to thirty-eight. Okay. Uh, I, I will go ahead and, and claim. I think. I think will Big Ball Butker will hit the field goals that he okay. couldn't hit in the regular. He's another and one. Another great story. He was literally on the cutting line. Yeah. I can remember week nine. One of the 10, best kickers a few years ago, and he just got the yips yeah. this year. Uh, and then you know, all of a sudden in the playoffs, he's figured it out. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think we're going to have a top five Super Bowl. I, I think this is going to be a great Super Bowl, but I, I, I just think the Chiefs have it. I just, there's something about them this year. So, do you want to talk about the other news on the other? Yeah, podcast? we'll finish up. We got about five minutes. No, we're going to talk about it now. Let's go ahead and finish up real so, quick. So, okay. Yeah. So, right. Tom Brady retires, which we figured. <laughs> so, Fox has an issue with that. Or, or, Fox has a real problem. Why? 
because Greg Olson's a really good uh, color guy. Oh yeah, he's, and he's he's our number one. Yeah, and, and but he's not going to be after next year. Now Brady is going to not do it this year. I still think that there's wiggle room there. That I think they think he might come back. And I thought it was really weird that Rob Rob Gronkowski had to an, announce today that he was staying retired. Yeah, and literally said, "I don't care if Tom Brady plays or not. I'm staying retired." Yeah. Why did he feel the need to say that? Because. They all know that Tom Brady might unretire. Uh, yeah, I, I think he's going to see where the quarterback, you know. So, yeah, I, I try to do this in order of importance. So Brady retiring is obviously great. Important. Okay, so hang on, hang on. So Peyton, Moore, Schottenheimer, let's say for the Cowboys show. Okay. Because that's all together. All right. All right. So uh, Saints hired Joe Woods as the defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Uh, Panthers hire Azura uh, Averro as defensive coordinator. He One was of the most uh, underrated coaches in the league. And I think he was the favorite for the Vikings. Yes, DC. he was. Uh, Falcons hire, I think he was with the Saints, Brian Nielsen yes. as defensive coordinator. That was a big coup because, yeah. I mean, he's literally taking a lateral position. But I think the biggest one, the one that's going to help the most, is the Vikings. Brian Flores. Brian Flores. What former about, my, former Dolphins coach yep. is the defensive coordinator now for the Vikings. So how bad is the Arizona job that Brian Flores, who was a finalist for it, heck, took himself yeah. out of the running? So rumors are, we'll, we'll bring this part up of Sean Payton. T Terry Bradshaw yeah. claims that Sean Payton basically said, I don't want the Arizona job because of Kyler Murray. Then you've got Brian Flores in a finalist interview twice. Now, Arizona might have told him in that second interview, hey, we're probably not going you, but still, he takes himself out to be the defensive coordinator of the Vikings. Yep. There's an issue in, in Arizona right now, and I think Arizona is dangerously close to sliding back to where they were before the 05-06, the Carson Palmer, Ooh, the Bruce Aaron, yeah. you know, the, the Bruce Arena era. Uh, I, I think they're really worried about that. So, um, so hey, Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, lastly, the 49ers hire Steve Wilkes. That's where I was going to go, yeah. Which, hey, good for him for him. I think he'll be a head coach at some point in the future again. But this is a no-win job for him. This is a no-win job. Do you, not, do you feel that way? Because, like, if he does he good. He has the talent. But, yeah. no, no, if he does good, people say, well, yeah, y'all did good last year. Y'all did good 2019. Yeah. You're good. If he does bad, then it's your fault. Yeah. I give him balls for taking that because yeah. it's, it, it's in one hand very safe, but it's also in one hand very dangerous because yeah. if, if – if any reason the Niner defense takes a step back next year, it's going to be looked at like it's his fault. Yeah. All right. Well, lastly, the 2023 cap has been increased to 224.8 million. Yeah, that's it's going back up. You know, we had COVID and that kind of paused everything, but it's going back up. Uh, the NFL is making billions and billions and billions of dollars. Yeah. Um, that's going to do it for the Super Bowl show. Now, We'll talk about it in the next one, but if we're gonna, pro I'm probably gonna go ahead and release the second one at the same time. We're gonna be doing a cowboy when we did one last week or two weeks ago, but there's been so much cowboy news. We're gonna do it all again, and we'll do it next time right here on Outdrank the Coverage on L4 Media, part of S2S Sports Network.